Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Brother Bob's back. Hey, hey. Big Mike's back. How you doing? And Carl came back. Did you miss me? <laughs> no. Absolutely. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. See, I, I said absolutely. Oh, yeah. Carl's in and Carl's out. See you later. That didn't take long, did it? Our Bible verse tonight is James 3.17. Since we did miss you, would you like to read that for us, Carl? I would. It makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peace-loving, gentle, reasonable, Full of mercy and good fruits, impartial, free of hypocrisy. So our topic tonight is is there is no topic. Sure, there is. Because I'm gonna throw this question out there. Oh no! no. How has the Holy Spirit moved in your life lately? Mm. And I'm not throwing it out there because of what you got. (laughs) I'll go first. Okay. After church, we've done that auction. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. For the kids to be able to go to camp. Our youth leaders was expecting two to three thousand dollars. The Holy Spirit moved through that whole church and they ended up with twenty three thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. That was the biggest Holy Spirit movement I have seen for a while. But the thing is, is you know, I reflect back and he moves in my life every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he, he absolutely allows me to get up out of bed. He absolutely allows me to go to work. He allows me to serve people, to help people. But yet, we don't look at that as a Holy Holy Spirit movement, but it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he's there with us the whole time. So, that is my question. How has the Holy Spirit moved in your guys' life lately? I think there are... Just to add to what you're saying, I think there's two errors that we fall into. We either don't acknowledge the little things he does all the time, or we fall into the error of believing that that, that Acts chapter 2 movement isn't real anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep, I do. And, and I was talking to a, a preacher buddy of mine, Daniel, the other day, and, and he asked me, do you, you know, do you think that you know, as we enter into a period of time where it seems like darkness is deepening, right? It seems like the world's getting darker by the day. He's like, do you think that the Holy Spirit's going to start moving in more profound ways than he has been, like he did in, in the book of Acts? And I said, I, I believe so, but the caveat, I don't think it's so much that he wasn't moving before. I think it's that we just weren't looking for it. Right. We, yeah. Well, we was— We, we was, had the blinders on. Exactly. We mm-hmm. was tuned out. Right. You know, we, we, wouldn't, we didn't have that acute tune like we've got now for him. Yes. You know. Light is brightest when you're in a dark room. It is. Right. It is. No matter if it's no. 75 watts or 24 watt. Like exactly. You're in a pitch black room. It's going to look like it's the sun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yep. But, no, it just, uh, you know, I, I thought when you said open discussion, I'm like, man, what am I going to talk about tomorrow? And it just hit me. I'm like, you know, let's talk about the Holy Spirit because... He moves all the time. We just do not recognize his movement. Right. Mm-hmm. Or if we do, we pass it off as something else. Yeah, exactly. As a, yeah. As a coincidence or, right. you yeah. know, a, just a happening. Right. There's, yeah. not, there's no such thing. It's he also all, wants us to pursue him. Yeah, absolutely. Right? If we want to see these big moves, I think he wants to see some commitment yes. mm-hmm. from us leading up to yeah. it, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've had some pretty, you know, honestly, I've had some pretty big moment, moments of the movement of the Holy Spirit. Like back at flight, 
my son, little Bob and Randall, his cousin was wrestling around and they pulled his shoulder out of the socket. I mean, absolutely pulled his shoulder out. It was hanging down. I'm like, oh, yep, here we go. Here's a, here's a big doctor bill. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the lady, the lady that was spearheading it at the time, she goes, well, let's just lay hands on pray. And we did, and I had my hand on his shoulder. And I absolutely felt his shoulder move back in to the socket. Mm. My hand moved up his shoulder with his part of his arm that was out back in place no doctor no surgery no nothing he had full motion full movement of that arm when we was done it just I mean just blowing mind blowing stuff Mm -hmm. another instance uh, when we was at when we had the gathering biker church there was this lady missing and these people come to Rose and they're like this lady's missing this you know they couldn't find her she'd been gone she'd been gone for like two days and Rose goes, I'll tell you what, you guys meet me at the church. We'll get in a circle. We'll pray about it. But she said, there's a question I'm going to ask you guys. And I'm going to tell you, if you do not believe that this prayer is not going to work, I need you to step out of the circle and go away. Because I just need people. She needs. She said, I need people that is going to believe that this is going to bring her to where we can find her. So there's a couple of people had to step away. So they're they're in the circle praying. No sooner than they did get done praying, the phone rang. They found her at Walmart. Mm. Of all places. Of all places, but they found her at Walmart, wandering around Walmart. So and this lady had been gone for two days. So you know how how do you miss? Right. Yeah. So you, yep. tell me that wasn't the Holy Spirit movement. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So much. Yeah, I mean, they're just... I've had so many experiences like that. It's just unbelievable. So I thought oh, yeah. that would be a good topic to talk about tonight. Oh, absolutely, because we've had some too. I mean, we've had Brett when he was a little kid. Just so lethargic and sick and high, high fever. And our preacher at the time came up and anointed him with oil and prayed over him and it wasn't a half hour later he was running around in the pews that's amazing you know i mean it was yeah it was you know and you know like the song says and i don't mean to be cheesy but i've seen him take cancer away you know and there was no reason nobody can explain how you know and of course most doctors and everything like that they're not going to call it a miracle really you know when there's not a stage that it's for you know, there's not a stage big enough for what it is, and it's it's gone. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, come on. Yeah, how does a heart go from unhealthy to healthy overnight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Tish just, Tish just told me about seeing the heart, and, you know, everybody's heart supposed to be only the, the four ventricles or whatever it is, and and that, somebody's, that she had seen somebody's that they had been prayed over and prayed over, and it rerouted itself out mm-hmm. of the major ventricles to still pump to still pump do you know what i mean and it's mm-hmm. like how do you how do you how do you how do you explain that one away yeah right yeah. you don't and how do you not not acknowledge it for what it is and you know and just let that that glory into your life of wow 
Yeah, how could you, know, you say uh, that that was not God that done that? Yeah. I mean, for real. Yeah. I mean, who else but the Creator? Absolutely, the Creator can fix. You know, can fix I anything he built. Right. Okay. Give me chills. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the hairs are standing up oh. on the back of my neck. We're good. Yeah. He does amazing things. He and does. There's just so many people in the churches that I don't. I don't think they really truly believe in miracles. They, they read the stories, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't see evidence that they really because you, you know there's a lot of Christians that would hear stories like this, and they sort of just smirk and write it off. Right. And yeah. they would try to rationalize it away. Well, they would. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'd be like, ah, yeah, that that may have happened, but I, I don't know. I'd have to see it to believe it. Yeah. No. They they go back to the doubting Thomas. Mm-hmm. You know, where he had to feel the scars mm-hmm. before he believed. Yeah. Well, just like what I was, what I shared before we went on on the on live or in the, on there, whatever. That you know, I mean, <laughs> whatever we call it. I, yeah. You're talking just something as simple as going to breakfast or you know lunch, whatever. It's always breakfast church. with you. I know. Right. Like, I mean, that's what, how you know, you're I, I, here. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Right. But I mean, like the third option of where we were. Yeah, tell me that wasn't mm-hmm. a that wasn't a Holy Spirit movement. Uh, yeah, it, it absolutely was. Right, there's no other explanation for it. I mean, well, he put you, you in the place you needed to be at that time. Yeah. Would you like to tear, tell an on-air account of this story? Uh, okay, <laughs> like I'll try to be for some context, perhaps. Yeah, I'll try like, to. Be, you don't have to be like. I'll try to be quicker with it. So basically, um, you know, heard on the podcast obviously that at the expense of a. Uh, sector of the uh, religious belief of Catholics, I usually tend to make some jokes and say some things and made one. Uh, so we left our, our sermon yesterday talking about love thy neighbor as yourself and Bible picking verses. And I went 15, not even 15 minutes after the sermon and did both things. And <laughs> <laughs> and uh, go home. And, uh, just, you know, in jest, but again, at the expense of the Catholics and uh God, God saw fit to to smack me in the face and say, "Oh, okay. Well, let's let, let's see what we can do about this." And had my wife chastise me, you know, just the two of us, which was really would have been enough. But at the same time, where we ended up having having lunch or breakfast, whichever you prefer, um, you know, uh, had a friend of mine has called me over to his table, and I know him and his wife are devout Catholics, and um, she started asking me about. What does your church do for kids? Because they have a five or six year old. I can't remember how old she is, but um, said because the, they don't have anything, anything whatsoever for her. So she has to sit there and in the pew with us, and we spend almost all of our time with God, wrangling her, making sure she's entertained and can't hear or understand or anything what's going on in the sermon. And if it wasn't for the religious. Tradition. Traditions of the Catholic Church, they they wouldn't know when to do what. Mm-hmm. Um, so just proceeded to share what it was that that we do at our church and the things, some of the things that we believe in, the things that we um, do that uh, for the children and stuff like that, and then proceeded to invite them to church and say, you know, if you feel comfortable just with us being there. You know, because again, I know him and then her on a, on a smaller scale, but of course, not knowing how widespread he knows people and all the ends up being there's a lot of people that go to our church, so a lot of people that could make him feel comfortable and just said, you know, we'll be there. You can sit with us and see how you feel. But being able to openly talk, not just about our church, but the church 
and say, even if it's not at our church, you need to be fed as well, you and your wife, because you need to, because their concern initially is they want her to have the experience that it's something positive for her to be able to learn about God, to be able to grow her faith and not second guess. Obviously, everybody, I think at some point in time, second guesses, but it, they, they want her to have a good foundation. Right. And she, they just don't feel like she's getting it there. So, And I just told them, you know, one of the best things that you can do regardless is to be living that and everything with her. So you guys need to be fed as well. And I said, wherever that is. I said, if it happens to be where I attend church, that's wonderful. You already, you know, at least got a friend and whatever there, but you just need to find somewhere you're fed and somewhere you're, you know, seeking a relationship with God. So, so again, that was, that was my, uh, <laughs> my intervention from the Holy Spirit as early as yesterday. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't really a God sighting. It was a God smacking. Right. Yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> but it was, I did share it later on as my God sighting. Cause again, I, you know, one of those things of you should be able to see God working somewhere. It's something I don't care every day. I don't care if it's seeing a bird fly by. I don't care if it's seeing a butterfly. I don't care if it's helping somebody through the most traumatic thing they've ever been through in their life. You should see God in something. Mm -hmm. If not, you're not looking. Right. That should be our main focus. Yeah. Absolutely. It's finding finding God in this broke world. Yep. Yep. I mean, because... All you got to do is look at a sunrise or a sunset to see that he's there. (laughs) I mean, even in the worst weather, it's still a beautiful thing. It's better than a Bob Ross painting. That's right. (laughs) And he lets you wake up another day to see it. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah, Psalm 19, if you don't see him and what he's made, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to ever get you to see him. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah! I at lunch park just looking at the lake and just the the beauty of all of it. Oh man! Randomness doesn't explain beauty. Yeah, and everything Mm-mm. It doesn't explain that. Nope. No man, I can sit on my front porch and overlook them hills. And I'm like, man, God sure makes some beautiful stuff. Yeah. And it just it's just so peaceful. You know, I'll I'll, I'll just sit on my front porch and, and just meditate and talk to God and just look out over them hills, especially. Of morning when the sun's coming up right there on the mm-hmm. about I can imagine. Yeah, it's about quarter of six. You sitting out there it's just great. I'm I'm ready for them mornings again. Mm-hmm. As far as you know, when it gets a little bit warmer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just talking about what he's made. When you you know beyond the beauty, but the scale of it. You know what I mean? And when oh, you yeah. when you look at the scale, there's something like what seventy sextillion stars or something. Yeah. But then when you think about you know how how massive. The scale of his creation is, which implies how massive he is, and he's still so mindful of us individually to bend down and take notice mm-hmm. and care and to speak to us. That's just mind blowing. It's totally amazing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Carl, you got one? I got a couple. I feel like I feel like after you brought that up and I feel like the spirits tell me to tell the story. So but I, I didn't I didn't bring that up. I know you didn't. I know you didn't, but something told me that I'm supposed to. So, uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was a, a revival back in the town I grew up in, the church I grew up in, I guess. And the guy that was doing it, I'm, I, I know of him. I've been around him a couple of times, but never really had major interactions with him, right? But he messaged me out of out of nowhere. I never talked to the guy, and he messaged me, and he's like, "Hey, you coming to the coming to my revival?" I guess I can. 
Um, this is a long drive, but sure, why not? I guess I'll go. So I drove back to go to his revival, and we're sitting there. <clears throat> excuse me. We're sitting there, and he's starting up, right? And he's getting ready to he's getting ready to start his his message, and he just stops, and he looks. You know, I'm I'm just sitting in the audience, and he looks and he squares up, and he's like, "It's Carl, right?" Yeah. He's like, "It's an honor that you came." I'm like, it's, it's not really invited me. I didn't know how to, re- how to respond. To <laughs> yeah. what, what do you right. say to that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm, you know. Th- thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a lot that went on, you know. And I'm, you know, I felt like going in, it was weird. I felt like something was going to happen and I didn't know what. I don't know if you guys have ever felt like that. But like, just you just know there's something there. You know, he's speaking to you. And I, I, I didn't, I, I never really, I felt that before, but not in that way. It was different. Words can't really do it justice. Mm-hmm. But he's given his message, and he walk. He's he's walking around, you know, through the pews and stuff while he is, and he's he walks in front of me, and he like leans over the pew in front of me, and just he had his napkin in his hand, he just dropped it, like he just it's almost like he forgot he was holding it. It was weird, and he looked at me, and you could just see a change in the eyes, right? And he's like, Carl, I want you to stand up. I'm like, okay. So I did, and everybody else thought he meant everybody. He's like, no, no, everybody else sit down. I just want him to stand up. And he squares me up, and he starts talking to me. And he's like, your whole life's been a struggle, hasn't it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. From high school, you know, I, yeah, I struggled with friends. I was always pushed off, off to the side, washed out of the Marine Corps because I got hurt. Just everything. And he's like, he said some things that I'm not going to share because some of it was personal. And it was very, it was so personal that it's like, like he knew me you know and he was like you know you you're you're intellectual you're smart you see things that some people don't and he's like your whole life people haven't known what to do with you he's like but something you were you you're picked by him right and he's like there's there's, there's going to be a shift and people are still not going to know what to do with you they're going to have to do something with you and he's like i want you to take my hand and he took my right hand and I could, he starts praying, and I could feel heat coming off of his hand into mine. And my mom told my my mom was there with me. She told me later. She's like, I could feel that. She was like, I could. She's like, I didn't feel the heat. But she's like, I could feel the presence, and it was the spirit. Yeah. And the pastor there came up afterward because he could tell that I was still processing after like what in the world, you know what I mean? Right. And he told me after he's like, that was the spirit. So I felt that, and he's like, I want you, to, I want you to hold your hands in the air. And I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to focus on Jesus. So I did. And I really, I kind of, I've, I've had a dream about him before, so I really just kind of like pictured myself back in that room with him, like I was there, because I just, I just want to be there forever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he starts praying, and it felt like somebody was holding my right hand, and I just start like waving my hand, but I'm not the one doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. Like I couldn't stop like waving my hands back and forth. And it was like somebody was holding and moving my hand back and forth for me. Mm-hmm. And then like after I just I just broke down. Like it was just I I can't explain it. I'm doing the best I can to put it into words. I've never experienced anything like that in my entire life. I've I've had encounters with the spirit. I've had encounters with 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 Christ. Nothing like that. And I'm telling you it, it, one week after that it was Passover, and I was helping to lead the Passover at, at the church I go to, and somebody stopped me after, and they were like, you know, have you ever felt like 
some something was telling you to say something to somebody and you didn't know why. I'm like, oh yeah, I've experienced that before. She's like, that's what I feel like now. And she was like, I feel like I'm supposed to ask you, have you ever thought about becoming a preacher? And I like I, I told you this story already off before we went live. What did you call it, Mike? <laughs> off air. Before we went on air. <laughs> off air. Off air. And I, you I'm, know, I, I'm old, okay. <laughs> I danced around it, and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's come up a couple times. One week after that, I'm giving my first sermon. One week mm. after that, two weeks removed from that experience, that revival. Mm. And like, there's no explanation for what happened. Can I tell you what I think he done? I would love for you to. <laughs> Somebody, please. I think he anointed you that day. Mm. That's why he grabbed your hands like he did. Because that, that, was, your, that was your anointing time. So if you walk away from preaching now, you're letting God down. Seriously. I mean that I think that that was your calling right there. And that was your that was your definition of being anointed to do it. I, that's just me thinking. Well, that's very confirming. That's man, it's been it's been such a long road. Such a long, painful If 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 you guys knew what I was, or where I was before, or the kind of person I was, it's no worse than anybody at this table. Nope. And I'm I can't speak for them, but I'm telling you from me. Mm-hmm. But I I agree with Bob, but I'm going to correct on one thing because mm-hmm. I don't think it would be. I think you would be letting yourself down and not letting God down because Same difference <clears throat> but I, but I, I know I know what you're saying because I don't think you can let him down because I think just like Jonah it's gonna something else is gonna happen but this was the special moment right and you felt it your eyes were wide open yeah the next time it might not be as glorious Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> to get you that anointing. And how many times, just thinking of yourself, and I'm not saying be selfish or anything, but how many times have you prayed a prayer for somebody or even for yourself of, let me just feel you in this? Or let this person feel your hand on their shoulder? Because we know he's always there. Right. I mean, there's there's no question. I mean, none, I, the wrong table to think that there is a question in it, right? We know he's there, but still to have that that little moment of that divine intervention of just to be sure. Yeah, I think this is what you're asking. I just I'm not doubting you. My hard headedness just needs a tiny bit more. Yeah. Just then. guide my eyes in the direction of the open door you want me to walk through. Yes. Right. I'll walk through whatever door you have for me. I just need then, to know what not only Because you, you is, felt you know? more than just a touch. I mean, the, the warmth and the overwhelmingness of what you felt yeah. is... 
There aren't words well, for it. No, there's yeah. not words there's, for it. There's, yeah. not, there's really it's definitely not. a confirmation of what you're supposed to yeah. do. I yeah. believe so too. You know, um, and that's and why I, I wanted to talk to you because I yeah. respect you a lot, Bob. Well, thank you. I a lot more that. so than, than these other two guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, but you're. An I agree. I wanted to know your thoughts on right and yeah. God old, you know, and you may only do it for a season. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. God works in seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Thankfully. Preached, yes. I, I work, you know, I, I preached the gathering from 2011 to till 2018. Well, there was me and two other guys that was supposed to do it. Well, uh, one guy moved, you know, and so he dropped out. And then me and this other guy was supposed to do it well i was doing it all the time which didn't bother me because you know right yeah you're not I'm saying that it. yeah yeah right but you know um there at the end god knew i was getting burnt out mm-hmm. and he was telling me i needed to step back but i'm like well what about the church you know we got to keep it going yeah keep this going but it it went long enough to my last weekend of the gathering was the very first weekend of Redeemer. And once my weekend was done, we give everything we had to Redeemer. And I stepped over and started helping Redeemer. Now, granted, I haven't preached since. Well, I have, but it's been in different churches. Yeah. Well, what? We've had sunrise service. Oh, that's true. We have had sunrise services. Okay, so sorry, folks, I lied to you. I have, <laughs> but uh, I just didn't want you to not credit yourself for things that you might not see as well, instrumental. True. Very true, very true. But you know, so you know, there at the end at the gathering, I was telling God, "Well, God, I need to do this for you," but He's like, "Bob, you already did what you needed to do for me through that church part of it. You touched the lives. You I were touched the to lives touch. I was supposed to touch." You know, and we baptized several people. Matter of fact, the baptism the baptism that Redeemer uses is the one I used at the gathering right now. And before it baptized all it's baptized now, we done several before in it, you know. It's just a, it's just an old water trough. But you know, but God'll God'll let you know when to pick up and start again. And I'm sure he'll probably have me preach more at some point. But at right now, what I'm doing for Redeemer and what we're doing here is what I'm supposed to do right now. Yeah, and I feel that, and I feel, and I feel good about it because I'm still glorifying. I'm, I'm for one thing, I'm glorifying God through it, and that that's my main objective in everything. I don't care what it is; He gets the glory for all of it. I don't get no credit for nothing. No, it's all about walking with Him wherever He's walking. That's, it. that's right. right. And that's what I'm saying. You know, you just got to keep your ear tuned in to him and listen to what he says. You know, and don't don't be like me and just be like bullheaded and be like, no, I need I need to do this for you know, mm-hmm. I need to do this. But we don't need to do that. All we need to do is just follow him and follow his direction. He's going to put you where you need to be. Right. Well, just like with this, it's not like I think some people think you know he, he's showing you a direction and then they try to force it. Yeah, like I've got mm-hmm. to force my way in somewhere. Yes, like with this, I didn't. I didn't ask mm-hmm. to preach that Sunday. 
I was asked to. To. Yeah. I didn't even make any indication like I would want to do something like that. Yeah. I, I, I go out of my way to make it clear to people I hate public speaking. Yeah. <laughs> right. Every venue. The so first right. time I meet you, hey, by the way, my name's Carl. I don't my, like public my speaking. Question is, <laughs> my question to you is, is Hi, Carl. <laughs> how, did your, how did your first sermon go? I mean, as far as you knew the Holy Spirit was there leading you in it, right? Yeah. And, yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel that dread. Right. Like I've given speeches at like weddings and stuff as mm-hmm. the best man because like I, I I regret being such a good friend because I get asked to be best man so much and I just <laughs> I just wish that I could go back and just be a mediocre friend just just good enough <laughs> just that I could still get invited and get yeah. stand yeah. <laughs> but not necessarily get a check. But, right? look, look I get so nervous about it, but I didn't that day. Hey, guess what? You got asked to do it again, best best friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. This is from a this is from a yeah. guy that. Uh, a lot more important. A lot more yeah. Important. Yes. So check this out, because I know you, right? I'm going to give you a different spin on what happened, because I wasn't there, they weren't there, right? Yeah. So I know you, and I know that you don't like public speaking, and for him to, for the speaker to come over and call you and have you stand up was uncomfortable as all get out. Oh, yeah. You. Yeah. Right? So. I wanted to leave. Yeah, right. Like, okay, yeah. There was a piece of me that wanted to bring up the right. Yeah. My point, because he, not the speaker, but he with a capital H, made you as uncomfortable and as vulnerable as, as possible you, as possible at that yeah. moment. Yeah, put me on display, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. is what it felt. That's what it felt like. Oh no, absolutely. That's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. you're absolutely Especially right. Especially, it's like no, no, no. Uh, Everybody no. else, just sit him. down. Hey, yeah. yeah. But you know what? That was his way of humbling you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for real. That that had to be the most humbling experience in your life, I would say, right yes. then and there. Yes. And it's weird you say that because that's what he kept pressing me on like the week or two before that happened. Humility, humility, humility. Focus on that. Focus on that. Because I've struggled with pride yeah. issues. And that's why I was so hesitant to share this. That's why it took so long for me to even share it with you. And then I, you know, I feel like this was a spiritual way of saying it needs to be shared. Because mm-hmm. I, I too often err on the side of caution with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's better to not err at all. <laughs> right. You know, but I try to err on the side of caution on, on sharing what he's doing or what he right. has done that I just won't say anything because I don't want it to be pride. But if he gives you something that you're supposed to share, oh, then you're right. disobeying if you don't. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and trying to puff yourself up like, well, I erred on the side of caution. That doesn't make disobedience any better. Right. So, right. Disobedience no. is still disobedience. And, and, right. and, mm-hmm. and stuff like this right here. Is stuff that you need to share. Mm-hmm. People need to hear this. Yes, mm-hmm. and I'm not sharing this to boast. I'm sharing this to, to hopefully so the people listening can see he moves in a big way. If you pursue him, if you seek him, if you're asking for a calling on your life, if you're doing the things that he's asking, if you're, if you're, if you're following in alignment with him, he'll move in big ways big in your ways, life. It's you not know, just me. It's not just you guys at the table. It's, he wants to do this with all of us. Right. Mm-hmm. He tells us to boast in him. Yes, yep. not, not in, in ourselves, right. and that's what you're exactly doing right now. You are boasting in Him, yeah, because He gets every bit of the glory from what He has done in your life, from what He's done in all of our lives. Yeah, right. absolutely. Right. And that's what's so important about this platform is, like you said, where you came from and what He brought you through mm-hmm. to now. Just like some of the disciples, He used them, and He's using you. Right. You know, we're all broken. 
There was only one person that ever walked on this earth that was perfect. <laughs> right. And that's who we're all striving to be, could never reach, could never come close to. But he's the one who died for us so that we don't have to continuously die for our sin. Absolutely. That is great. What about you, Rodney? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I've been struggling with fruits of the Spirit. And all your guys' examples have all been great examples. But you know me, and I'm like negative Nancy. No, you? Who would have thought? The narrator? Wait a minute. Yeah, it's always... The other flip side guy? Like glass half empty. (laughs) I know you. And it's shaken me the last month. Of the pride and the love and the self-control and how I look at certain situations, how I look at certain situations as being bad that turn out good. They're only labeled bad because I think that they're bad. Because you labeled them that way. Because I labeled Mm -hmm. them that way. Right. Right. Like there's a current situation in my life that is like everything's bad I'm labeling everything bad but then it could pull other things closer that need to be pulled closer but I didn't look at it that way because I was too busy having my poor poor pitiful me party and well, so in other words, you're saying you put a rejection notice on everything, and the quality control guy comes around and says, "Oh no, that's good. We're yeah. going to confirm that one." Yeah. <laughs> and yep. a couple of different situations. Dang QC guys. That's right. Yeah. They should all be fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's a can't fire that one, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Can't, can't fire the CEO. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> But there's been three pinpoint examples that have been like, okay, well, guess what? You're looking at it wrong. So I'm going to call you out and I'm going to shake you to your core. And now you're going to be vulnerable. And you're going to have to reach out. And then you'll see the good part of it. And then I know that you're stubborn. So I'm going to do it two more times. Mm -hmm. And so the last uh, a couple weeks have been Fruits of the Spirit really been like diving, diving deep into it. And I know Mike, your wife's doing it for her women's group. Mm -hmm. And I told her before we went live on the radio station. (laughs) You mean off air. (laughs) Yeah. It's on the wire. (laughs) Not radio if you're listening. We're on the market. (laughs) I'm sorry I don't sound as good as Casey Kasem. But that I wanted to dive into each one and, and really understand what they mean instead of just glossing over them and like, Love. Oh yeah, sure. I got love or yeah, right. self control. Oh yeah, I, I yeah. only had two cups of coffee today. I didn't have four. <laughs> you know, right? 
And, and I think that that's what sometimes, especially with what you're talking about, is, is what we do is, is you're talking about it's like a verse in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So then you kind of look at them all and you're, you just... I don't want to say give lip service, but you kind of just skim in kind of the very mediocre of what they each mean. Mm-hmm. Right. To be like, oh, I'm okay. Oh, I should work on this. Oh, I and got, see, and that, you know. And yeah. that sort of is lip service, though. And realistically. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Honest correct. Yeah. Yeah. I just hated and to it, use that and think well, about just like our, <laughs> But, I mean, you're, you're right. It's definitely we are. the uncomfortable truth. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've said it in episodes here, but, like, one of my biggest pet peeves was, like, cherry picking. Mm-hmm. Right? And then we had a sermon about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, well, I cherry pick sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just like I cherry yeah. pick other things. Right. Right? Like, it's okay so- for Mike to do, but Carl, I'm going to call you out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you right. know, right? Like, yeah. 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 And then Bob's a bully, so like, mm-hmm. oh, bro, don't put that off on me. You know you but a, you're a bully. Yeah, I am. Well, that's because I'm negative Nancy, too. That's true. So. That's true. But it's just putting things in perspective. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when you said God goes through seasons. He does. And I'm thankful for that. Well, because like every takes us through takes seasons. Through. God right. doesn't go through seasons. Yes. He takes us through yes, seasons. Yes, correct. That's let's, what I, I meant. Let's, I just make that, let's clarify yeah. that. Yeah, yeah takes us through seasons yes and it's your perception if it's a good season or a bad season right Mm -hmm. because i think if we took a poll most people would say that they're going always going through a bad season Mm -hmm. unless you're like the happiest person in the world all the time from five o'clock in the morning to midnight when they go to bed or whatever perfect example had a guy in the shop today goes well, if I didn't have no luck, I wouldn't have no. If I, if I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have no luck mm, at all. Yeah. And I looked at him like, and he goes, "How come I always have bad luck?" And I'm like, "It's probably because everything that comes out of your mouth." Yep. <laughs> and he just kind of looked at me. I'm like, "Oops, maybe I shouldn't have said because I said it before I even thought about it." Because <laughs> he asked me the question, I, I answered yeah. it. There was no filter. There, no, no filter. <laughs> yeah. I didn't filter that at all. <laughs> I'm like. It's probably the things that come out of your mouth. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but, hey, it was already out there then. Yeah. You know, he goes, and he goes, he kind of looks at me, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but it's true. It's what you say. If you say bad out of your mouth all the time, that's what's going to happen in your life. Oh, yeah. Right. If you talk positive out of your mouth all the time, positive things are going to happen. Because yep. it colors your attitude. And it colors your perceptions of Absolutely. things, the, the yeah. way you it, talk. And your attitude. Well, I mean, about, just daily it. attitude of how, how you God, wake up in the morning. How did God create everything? He spoke, spoke it. it. Yeah. Words are strong. Yeah. You know, what you perceive out of your mouth, and you, then that's all you talk about is something bad. That's all that's going to happen in your life is bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you talk about positive things and good things, you know, you can will yourself to be sick. Mm-hmm. Yep. For real, you can will yourself to be sick, or you can look at something like, "Man, Mike, you sure look bad today. You are you feeling okay? You know." And people <laughs> see, will, I told you, bully. Yeah, and people will eventually, you know, if you do it long enough, they're going to start feeling sick. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. And also, I was going to bring up. You talked about that, you know, the sermon on loving your neighbor. You know, yeah. we need to recognize that our our words have power oh, to affect our neighbor neighbor in a positive or a very negative way. Yes. Mm-hmm. A very negative way. You know, when you have somebody standing in front of you 
it's seeking God. I don't care what their past is. I don't care what you find on a Google search or a CaseNet search. Right. It doesn't matter what's in their past. No. Yep. The person standing in front of you matters. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something like... Evaluate the person that they are now, not the person they was. Exactly. Yep. So, you know, a phrase like, your kind isn't welcome here is not something that should ever exit out of the mouth of a believer. No. Mm-mm. And that's, you know, that's an, I'm going to be vague, and I'm not going to get into the details of the story, but I had to deal with the fallout of somebody who heard that from a church leader this weekend, two days after I talked about a suicide. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, really and if, if, if he hadn't been placed on in my heart and on my path that day, I'm worried that that, that behavior from somebody who should have known better would have killed him. Yeah. And I think what bothers me the most is I'm not sure they would have cared. It, mm. That worries me. You know, mm. when, when, when we have people sitting in, in churches hearing about love, saying amen to love, waving their hands in the air about love, and then treating their neighbor like that, but you understand there's a problem. That there's wolves in sheep clothing. There are. Mm-hmm. There are. I mean, there's, and and it's sad to say, but some of them wolves in sheep clothing are are higher ups in some of the most renowned oh, churches. Yeah. Yes, and some of them are very deceiving. Yes, oh, sometimes yeah. it's very hard to tell the difference. They, they do a good job of covering it up. They have yes. Wolves. So I mean, you know, it, that that takes that that puts me in mind of what it you know what he talks about about you know the itching ears. You know, you you want to go. If you can't if you can't get what you want to hear one place, you go to another place so you yeah. can get your ears itched. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Because you're looking for self justification. Yes. You're yeah. not and, for truth. and you know that them them yeah. wolves in sheep clothing, that's all they're looking for is self justification. Yeah. Yep. You said it perfectly right there when you said that. You know, they they don't care they don't care about the people, they don't care about God's people. All they care about is what they can get off or out of God's people. Yeah. Yeah. Or actually out of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and they're only the and they're only fooling themselves because God knows. Yeah. Yeah. He knows. He knows exactly. So I mean, you know, what what good it what good is it? Their glory is right here on earth. They ain't gonna have they ain't gonna see any other glory unless they change their heart and, and right. repent of it. Yep. Let's uh Pulls the needle off the record. Wrap it up. We're going to sign off of the air. <laughs> no, no. We was off air, now we're going to be on the air. Yeah. Keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> Anybody want to go first? I will. Let the Holy Spirit work through you, not only on you. Ooh, good one. I agree with Mike. <laughs> well, there's a first. Hey, it's all that right. Was, that was a good. That was a good saying. <laughs> that was a good saying. Good. You can carry the past on your shoulders, or you can start over. Regrets, no matter what you've gone through, Jesus, He gave it all to save you. He carried the cross on His shoulders, so you can start over. Well, that's a good one. For me, I think is. We've talked about it countless times. If it's just lip service, sometimes, but love. No matter if it's to correct or to help, 
just do it out of love and not boastfully or viciously correct somebody. Just do it out all out of love. Because if you don't do it out of love, I think you you can do more harm than good. I agree. Yep. Absolutely. So much damage can be done with words that I think we just forget. Yeah. Well, I think it's important to wait until you calm down so you're not correcting out of emotion, too, because I know mm-hmm. I, I, I'm prone to be guilty of that. Yeah. Something rubs me the wrong way. Like that situation I talked about, my urge was to you know, get in contact with the people responsible right. in that moment, and that would have been a huge mistake. Yeah. I think it's important to wait a while. Sometimes you need to put yourself in a timeout. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Don't let your elephant mouth overload your mosquito tail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Join us on our Facebook group, Broken Record Ministries. Um, comment, give us some episode titles, suggestions, interact with us, whatever. Um, if you want to go long form into that, email us at brokenrecordministries at gmail.com. And until next time, Broken Record Ministry, catch on the flip side.